What's up, everyone? We're here for post-game Locked On Bucks. Uh, Camille is staying up late. Uh, the Bucks just beat the Clippers. They beat the Blazers last night. So it was a nice weekend if you're a Bucks fan. And we also got an old friend back, Greg Monroe. We're obviously going to talk about that. Drew Holiday just had a huge fourth quarter. Giannis is putting up numbers. Bobby Portis is trying to get to the three-point contest. So there's lots to discuss. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on the show every weekday and also find my work over at ESPN. Joining me uh, once a week now, by the way, if you missed the memo, also from the Technical Foul podcast, but uh, part of our family here at Locked On Bucks, it's Camille Davis. Uh, like I said, she's staying up late. Frank, I think, is uh, <laughs> he, he may have already gone to sleep. I'm not sure. He's, he's, you know, he's getting on, Frank. He's getting a little bit older. He's not as, he's not as, he's not as young as me and you, Camille, so uh, he, he needs to get to sleep. So, Frank, um, hopefully he's sleeping well. He'll wake up in the morning, hear this, and be very disappointed in me for saying those things <laughs> uh, about him. But before we dive into this game, I will say today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered. This season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, that's bet online where the game starts. And uh, I would say the game started the last two nights at the three point line for the Bucks. They really found the range to beat the Blazers 137 to 108. Then they beat the Clippers 137 to 113. So almost identical scores. And also back to back nights scoring 30, 137 points on the road. Uh, yeah. That's pretty nice, Camille. But I think we should stay in the present and we'll talk about this Clippers game. Uh, more specifically, it did get a little bit hairy, perhaps halfway through the fourth quarter there, where maybe Giannis and these guys had to play more minutes than what it was looking like they were going to have to. Uh, but Drew Holiday took over. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was one of those games where the third quarter starts and you're you're watching and you're like, well, I know the Bucks can struggle during third <laughs> quarter. So let's see what they do here. And that third quarter, they just popped. I mean, Pat Connaughton couldn't miss a three. It felt like. They were just getting what they wanted when they wanted. And then as the quarters hurt to end, the Clippers start making a little run. The fourth quarter begins, and here come the Clippers. And it's like, oh, my God, Norm Powell is doing what he always seems to do against the Bucks. Don't quite understand it. But as you mentioned, Drew Holiday said, you know, mm -mm, this isn't going to happen tonight. And the Bucks closed the deal out in the fourth quarter. Big fourth quarter from Drew Holiday. And, and Bobby Portis also had some really timely shots here uh, to seal the deal for the Bucks. Yeah, I got bad news for any Clippers fans that are listening to this podcast. If you think that uh, you've traded for some all-world uh, elite offensive talent in Norman Powell, unfortunately, uh, you only play the Bucks twice a season. Uh, so if it's if it ends up being a LA Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks NBA Finals, then that's fine. Norman Powell is probably going to win the Finals MVP. Uh, he had 28 points in this game, but it's interesting the third quarters, and obviously we've been discussing this. The Bucks won the third quarter. Tonight, 39 to 30. If you go back uh, to yesterday's game against the Portland Trailblazers, as we're recording this, they won the third quarter, 37 to 21. I saw some people tweeting, well, the Bucks have worked on it. They've figured something out. 
sometimes you just hit shots and they were hitting shots in these games. Let's not be, let's not be ridiculous about this. And also, uh, sometimes timing is everything, particularly if you're going on a West Coast road trip. The two teams that they've played in Portland and the Clippers are completely all over the shop. Obviously, they've had their struggles and personnel uh, issues. No Dame Lillard, no Kawhi Leonard, no Paul George. They've also had this trade, so guys are coming in. And as we said, Norm Powell played well, but you couldn't have picked a better time if you're the Bucks to have a back-to-back against Portland and the Clippers. I mean... That's what you really want here. Like the Bucks have this. <laughs> yes. This. I mean, honestly, like when you're going out west, you're going on a long road trip. Of, it's nice to start with some games that I don't want to call them gimmies, but the competition level is just uh, a little bit easier for you to make a point against. I will say, you start with Portland, then you go to the Clippers, then you have the Lakers, and then you end with Phoenix. So you're working yourself up there um, to a big showdown on Thursday against Phoenix. So. I love to see them get two quick wins on the road here, especially on a back-to-back uh, situation where they were able to pull out pretty dominant wins um, against some teams you would expect that against. And I like to see the Bucks doing what I expect them to do against certain teams. So um, takes a lot of the stress out of watching the game when they actually come and they just kind of take care of business, not playing around with their food, not taking anyone, you know, for granted, just really coming out, playing with energy, making good decisions and playing some good basketball. Yeah, one night off, and then they're obviously going to stay in LA. They'll play the Lakers. We know the Lakers have been all over the shop and really, really struggling. But uh, LeBron did play uh, yesterday, so it looks like you're going to get that LeBron Giannis showdown. That's always a big matchup. And then we ha- they have the Phoenix Suns uh, to finish off. So I think on this road trip, I discussed it with Frank the other night. I think we said worst case scenario is 500. Well, they've at least secured that. Now uh, you don't want to lose these last two games, but. Uh, at least you've ruled out the possibility of a one and three or an zero and four road trip, which is nice. And as per the standings right now, the Bucks thirty four and twenty one. They've actually won seven out of their last ten, which is nice because we know they had those struggles there in January, losing some games like this. They're only half a game back, uh, so they're basically tied with the Bulls, uh, half a game back of Miami for the top seed there. And we know some teams are struggling a little bit. Brooklyn are in the playing tournament, so we'll see what happens uh, with those guys over there. Uh, Bobby Porter's to the three-point contest. Camille is starting to gather momentum. He had 30 points against the Blazers, six for eight from three tonight. He had 24 points, 11 rebounds. He was four for five. So 10 for 13 from the three-point mm-hmm. line in this back-to-back. I believe they are announcing uh, the uh, participants. I think it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. It'll be on TNT. I, I, th- I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's right. Listen, we were talking about get Bobby to the three-point contest on this show. I've been hearing on the broadcast with Lisa and Marcus saying get Bobby to the three-point contest. They asked Bobby about it during a post-game interview, and he said, yeah, I'd be down to go. Like, if they invite me, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Like, I would love to do that. So, come on. What more do we need to do here? Bobby is showing you guys, NBA, Brass, whoever makes this decision here, Bobby is showing you that he wants to be in that three-point competition, and he is scorching as a late. Like, he's hitting threes at this point where I'm like, Bobby, I don't know if that was a great shot or not, but, like, they're just they're just dropping this. It's like he can't do any wrong right now when it comes to shooting those threes, which is great to see after he was slumping a little bit uh, prior to these games. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up his percentage here right now. So, it looks this, was, this would have been prior to tonight, but Bobby Portis uh, was at 41 0.3%. So it is a little bit down, but then obviously tonight he was four for five. So that will help him out a little bit there. Uh, the thing I love about Bobby Portis is the reactions. Um, <laughs> you're always getting something funny from Bobby. 
What do you think he was thinking to himself at halftime? So uh, for those that maybe didn't get to see the game, so he hits a three, Chris Middleton finds him in the left corner, closeout comes, doesn't matter. He knocks it down from the corner and he sort of just pauses and he's just shaking his head for several seconds. What, what do you think was going through his head? That's one of those times where you're just shaking your head like, I can't believe it myself. Like, yes. I hey, you see what I'm doing out here? Like, hey, I don't, I don't understand it myself. It's kind of like when Jordan does a shrug, you know, I don't, Hey, I can't really explain it. You see the results. It's just like I do. Hey, it's dropping right now. So Bobby was just feeling good, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. I think he was shaking his head. I can't miss right now. We saw some fun tonight. Pat uh, was six for nine from three. Uh, He was cracking up laughing and having a fantastic time as well. I saw people were tweeting out the gif of uh, Pat and Bobby after they won the championship and they're giggling. uh, Classic. Like school kids. Uh, a little bit tipsy probably at that point in the champagne. They just can't believe they've won the title. Uh, so that was fun to see that come out. We do have to talk about Greg Munro. Uh, we'll talk about Giannis, specifically uh, a little bit more about Drew Holiday, particularly the performance he had tonight. Obviously, uh, he was massive in this one. But I also want to talk about Built, built uh, Bar, that is. and Because, you know, I, I think to myself, and Bobby Portis is knocking down those threes, Pat's hitting those threes. They probably had built bar before the game. That's that's the only thing that I can really think about. This is the time of year that I've personally already given up on my New Year's resolutions. I, I, I've been talking all January about how you know people have their New Year's resolutions and built bar can play a factor. But this is the time of year. One month in, you're like, eh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit over that. Particularly if you are in Wisconsin and it's the middle of winter. It, when you have that weather that you guys go through, it's a little more difficult to stick to dietary. Uh, plans and all that sort of stuff so this year you can stick to those new year's resolutions and uh if it's about eating right you can do that with built bar uh, because uh, it almost feels like it's not a, actually a resolution because you will enjoy eating them so uh if you haven't tried the puffs yet if you haven't you're missing out it's one of built bars best tasting bars puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they are a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So I know what you're thinking. How could this possibly, how could this possibly be healthy for you? It's a marshmallow covered in chocolate and stuffed with protein, but it absolutely is. So you have to go and check that out along with all the other flavors. Just go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So we are... Within a week now until the trade deadline. So we are really mm-hmm. on the countdown here. We'll see what the Bucks do anything. This will be a nice lead into talking about Greg Munro, but keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network's trade deadline show. You'll be able to find that on the YouTube channel, social media. You'll see us all uh, plugging that show, but make sure you go and check that out. Uh, Greg Munro, I woke up the other morning, uh, checking the notifications. I tweeted about it. I, I had to... I was wondering if the last few years of the pandemic, the Bucks winning the championship, if everything was just a dream and I'd been just had one of the greatest nights sleep of all time. <laughs> no, it was true. Greg Munro is on the Bucks. Michael Carter Williams is playing with Orlando. Jason Kidd mm-hmm. is coaching the Mavericks. The Bucks are the champions. John Henson probably hasn't watched an NBA game in the last four <laughs> years while he's out fishing or whatever he's doing down in Florida. Greg Munro back to the Bucks though, and it's interesting. We can get into his contributions over the couple of games here. 
but it, it does make a little bit of sense. Of course, we don't know what the Bucks are going to do here at the trade deadline. I still, I don't anticipate that Greg Monroe is what the team is thinking is the answer long term, and I, I probably would guess that I'd be surprised that if he was on this team, you know, heading into the postseason. But getting a body, particularly a guy that's familiar to the team, that Giannis and the guys genuinely like. It uh, does make sense. Mm. If you remember back to last week, Giannis basically publicly said, yeah, it's getting really hard for me to be playing all these minutes. For him to come out and say that publicly, to me, I was like, all right, yeah, the Bucks are saying, you're right. You're right. We're putting you through a lot right now. We're putting Bobby Portis through a lot. Uh, let's get a guy that the people like getting back in the team. Everyone's going to be happy about it. He can play minutes and just, just an innings eater. And I don't mean that in a, any type of offensive way, but that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, he's done that. And that's what the Bucks needed. I mean, when you think back to the Boogie signing, which I know um, can still be a sore spot for some Bucks fans, there was a great uh, <laughs> meme. You know, the the meme where it's like people on the bus. Someone's looking out the window and it's like mountains and nice outside and someone's looking out and it's like desolate. On the <laughs> desolate side, it was like the Bucks should have kept Boogie. And on the happy side, it was saying, and one. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I'm on, I'm on that bus when it comes to yeah, the Boogie yeah, yeah. signing or to the Greg Monroe signing because it's like, okay, the Bucks got Boogie because they needed another big while Brooke was out, just to eat up some of those minutes, like you mentioned. As we watched Boogie play with the Bucks, one, it was a cool story just to see Boogie back and you know looking healthy, uh, making some plays. Although we saw defensively that he probably would not work out for the Bucks come playoff time, so he was a regular season body at best. Uh, Bucks tried to cut him. There was, of course, the fan discourse around that when it comes to the ownership being cheap or why did we cut Boogie? Uh, For me personally, I was just shocked the news came right after he walked off the court more so than him being released because it kind of felt like we were going that path anyways. But again, now you cut Boogie, you know, you saved your few bucks, but now you're back in the same position of needing another big body to eat up minutes. So grabbing Greg Monroe, someone who we've seen bounce around a little bit already this year on other 10-day contracts, just come in, eat 10, 15 minutes a night. Just please help us in that regard. And he's he's doing the job so far. I mean, uh, both games that he's been in so far, he flew right out to Portland, came through with a, a solid game off the bench, nothing crazy. And then tonight came back with, a, with nine points uh, tonight. So, like, he's not doing, you know, he's not an all-star level player or anything like that, but he's a guy who's doing his job, and that's – playing center and taking some of that toll off of Bobby and Giannis for them to have more energy uh, doing what else they're good at on the court. He looks in great shape, doesn't he? It's not just me. He he's looking like he lost slim. Some weight. Yeah, yeah like he lost some weight. He's looking slim. So uh, he's been able to get up and down the floor, uh, probably with a little bit more mobility than Boogie Cousins. Let's just say that. It always yeah. – I, I, it, it felt painful watching Boogie Cousins try and run up, the, up and down the floor with any type of – uh, speed but yeah i mean i had a number of people because I, I tweeted today because there was this beautiful moment in the second quarter i i think it was uh Giannis missed the shot greg monroe goes up there gets the one-handed rebound with the right hand puts it on the floor left hand drops it in little bit of contact he yells out and one everyone yeah. can hear it in the whole entire arena oh, i was just nearly brought a tear to my eye camille <laughs> but I had a number of people say, well, he, he's a better fit than Boogie. I mean, again, I don't really, like, whatever. Maybe he is. That's, that's like, fine, but it's not really that important to me. But I did see some interesting comments. I, I think Eric tweeted about it. We were sort of chatting about it in our in our DM about the idea of Greg Munro playing in the dunker spot. And it's kind of funny because you already notice with Greg Munro coming in 
to the lineup that all of a sudden now the Bucks were big at stages. It's like, okay, let's play Greg Monroe with Giannis. Let's play Greg Monroe with Bobby Portis. It's just not really an option they've had at, at any point all season, bar a couple of games with Boogie, as we discussed. And Monroe is a little bit different. I know, like, you think about Greg Monroe in the past and he puts the ball in the post and he's pounding the ball, getting in the way, kind of an inefficient guy in a modern-day offense. But if you have Giannis there and Moose isn't going to stretch the floor, and this is why probably in the early iterations of the Buddy era, Monroe is not someone that could have possibly played in the offense. It just wouldn't have worked. But if you do just put him there in the dunker spot, he's got good hands. He can finish around the basket. He's going to get your points. And so, you know, we saw that, as you mentioned, six and six last night against the Blazers, nine points, four rebounds uh, here. And uh, again, not playing exactly powerhouses these last two games. But I think anytime you can reduce the load a little bit, even if it is only for these 10 days or for these next couple of weeks, I think it's a good thing. Plus, the nostalgia hit is nice. Yeah, the nostalgia hit is really nice. And I was thinking about it like, okay, looking at Greg Monroe coming back and who he's played with on this team, it's like it's just Giannis and Chris at this point. But if there's any two players that you want to be familiar with that you've played with, you know, have experience with, Giannis and Chris are are probably, you know, the two you you want that with. So it's nice to see uh, Moose out here, especially because he seems comfortable getting his buckets when they come. He's not, you know, posting up on the block, demanding for the ball over and over. If it's a miss, he gets offensive board, he's going back up with it. If he catches the ball and he's near the hoop, he's going to try to make a move and go up with it. He also had a pretty nice assist uh, in tonight's game, too, where I thought he was going to go up, but at the last minute he decided to kick out, and we got a three. I think it was to Wes. And I was like, okay, Moose, I like I like to see that from you. So it's really nice to see a guy just come in and say, hey, like I know I used to be here years ago. It was different back then. I understand the situation now. I'm just trying to do my job and do it well. Yeah, he's in no position to have an ego. And and to be fair, I never really saw Monroe as a guy that was a problem anyway. I mean, when you think right. about when he first came to the Bucks, the role that he probably expected to have, and things just didn't pan out. I felt bad for him uh, a lot of the times. Those, those teams obviously had high expectations and uh, didn't quite get there. Let's just say that. But, uh, but Bruce... No, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's come back here. And as many people have pointed out on Twitter, he is a guy that is pretty important when you go back to the franchise mm-hmm. and and what that decision meant for the Bucs as well. So uh, very, very happy to see him uh, back around with the Bucs. Uh, we are going to get to Drew Holiday after I talk about Bet Online, though. And uh, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march to the Super Bowl uh, and that's uh, coming up in just over a week here as well. Or, well, actually, it'll probably be done by now, won't it, this time next week. But betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet- BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info for pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, uh, where the game starts. So Drew Holiday in this game, Camille, and uh, it's always fun when he goes into takeover mode offensively. He is a guy that plays within the offense for the most part. He's certainly not a selfish scorer. He's not going out there to get his uh, stats, get his numbers. Uh, But we've seen time and time again that when he decides, okay, now is my time to uh, take over if there's a matchup that's favorable. Uh, Tonight we saw he saw a lot of Norman Powell, uh, Luke Kennard, 
these guys can't really do much with Drew Holiday's combination of uh, strength and physicality in the paint. And then if he's knocking down the outside shot, then it's going to be over for those guys. And it was certainly the case uh, tonight for Drew. Uh, I think he had 13 points, 11, 13 points in the fourth quarter. And when it did get a little bit hairy, it was Drew Holiday with a layup. Then it was Drew Holiday with a three for the whole night. He had 27 points, uh, five rebounds and 13 assists. I saw a, a comment on Twitter from uh, Shane Young. We've had Shane Young on this podcast before, actually. He does cover the Clippers a lot, but he travels around a fair bit. And he was sort of uh, sort of tweeted, step back three with a question mark. And it's interesting <laughs> because we've seen it. We've seen that this is the shot that he goes to. And, of course, like the tracking data at times can be a little bit sketchy and you don't know. It's not gospel. Let's just say that. But uh, the eye test, if you've watched Drew Holiday since he's come to Milwaukee, tells you that the step-back three is his shot, and you probably feel better about a step-back three than a catch-and-shoot. Uh, so that tracking data had Drew before tonight. He was 40 for 66 from the field on step-backs and 27 for 50 from three, so over 50%. Last year, he was 29 for 64 on step-backs. Uh, that's 47%. So I think a lot of the times you look at that shot, and when he's taking it, you're like, geez, that's a tough shot. That's a difficult shot to, to get up there. Is that the best shot? this uh, Bucks offense can get. Uh, but the numbers tell you they match up with the eye test, Camille. That is his shot. And when he's feeling good, he likes to go to it. Yeah, and the crazy thing about his uh, step-back jumper is it's a move that when you look at it, you don't think it would be as effective as it is. It's not a you know a step-back where he creates so much space and you're like, man, like you have to shoot that. Sometimes I'm like, did you even get away from yeah. the defender that you're in? Like, it's more so like he gets into a, it's a rhythm shot for him. He's comfortable shooting that shot. And as you mentioned with those stats, more times than not, it goes in. And it was just really nice to see Drew Holiday get into his offensive bag today, especially after the game against the Blazers, where I think he only put up, what, four, four shots or something like that the entire game. Uh, so to see him come out like in the first quarter of this game, I'm like, okay, let me get some shots up. It was really nice to see that that drastic change in how he was running the offense. So um, I'm just looking at, yeah, last night he had nine and seven, nine point seven assists. And then you can see him tonight come out really aggressive, 27 points, 13 assists, five rebounds on top of that, two steals and a block. It was it was a Drew Holiday show. I'm not sure if it was that L.A. air hitting him. And he just felt like, you know, I'm back home. I'm comfortable here. I'm trying to get some shots up or what. Um, Seeing the way that, you know, Giannis was getting his buckets, that Chris was getting his buckets, Drew just saw an opportunity for himself to, to be more aggressive as well, which I always love to see, as you mentioned, because offensive Drew Holiday is a treat. Getting it step back threes, finishing at the rim with the left, finishing with the right when you think he can't go with his right. So he he has some tough finishes. And on top of that, too, the Clippers were throwing out a few different defensive schemes at him. Didn't really seem to matter too much because he was finding the right play time and time again tonight well this kind of comes back to the point about how unselfish she is like last night mm -hmm. he's like all right boys you're cooking you can go for it he was three for four i mean he just yeah. actually didn't <laughs> take shots and the, the offense was functioning uh beautifully so uh that's the thing you love about drew holiday he understands the moment when it is time for him to take over when it's not uh, Chris Milton, the last few games, again, he's kind of just out there. He's not he's not taking over these games. But again, when you have Pat shooting the way he is, when Bobby Portis is shooting the way he is, uh, then it's totally fine. Did you have any uh, takes or any burning desire to discuss the Drew Holiday All-Star thing? Because I will say this, I, I discussed it with Ben 
Rust on Friday's podcast and we went through it. I think we both said that uh, we would love Drew Holiday to have got that recognition, um, not necessarily in replace of Chris, uh, not for me anyway, uh, but it would have been cool to see Drew get that all-star nod. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of motivation there coming home as well tonight. He's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take over this game in front of everyone there at the crypto.com arena or whatever it's called. Um, but Drew Holiday, I, I have thought that it was nice over the weekend listening to podcasts, listening to some of the uh, national people break it down. And uh, a lot of people are saying, what about Drew? He deserved to be an all-star, which I think is nice. That's at least the recognition that he hasn't got in previous yeah. years. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the All-Star game, part of the problem is that there are normally more guys deserving of a spot than there are actual spots. And with the way that they have it set up now, where they got rid of the center, the forwards, and the guards, and they have the backcourt and the frontcourt positions, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, well, Chris is frontcourt, Drew is backcourt. So the competition level was a little bit different for both of them to get into the game. Me personally, when we had our conversation even on Locked On uh, Bucks, I think it was last week or the week before, I would have thought that Drew had a stronger case to make the all-star game over Chris Middleton, but I'm not mad, you know, that Chris made it. Uh, And to Drew, we know that he says consistently that what matters to him is the opinion of his peers, you know, that they respect him. And to even hear the conversation of, I think Drew Holiday was a snub is more than what we've heard in the last few years for him. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like, it's not exactly what you were hoping for if you're Drew Holiday or a big Drew Holiday fan, but you know, you were close. You know you were close this year and that people are acknowledging your game and respecting what you can do at the same time. So uh, another interesting uh, part of this game tonight, if you're watching on Bally Sports Wisconsin, was uh, Marcus Johnson's ad read for the Dua Lipa concerts. Uh, he broke into a little bit of song. Uh, beautiful stuff from Marcus. So, you know, <laughs> I, as someone who has to go through and we do these ad reads and I pride myself not not great humor tonight, I'll say that, but I do pride myself on trying to bring some humor to the ad reads. Marcus Johnson, to the surprise of no one, absolute natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can't Marcus do um, at this point? Like, it, it's he's just so multi-talented. It, it makes no sense. I mean, he's even, like, he's good at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we've seen him act before. White man can't jump. He does the commentary. He still dunks every birthday. Like, I mean, Marcus can do it all at this point. He can. There's no doubt about that. So a pretty good weekend, all told, here, Camille. I think we walk away from this one feeling pretty good. As I said, uh, the Bucks uh, right now, as I pull back up the stand, it's 34 and 21, and it's it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about this just as this game was wrapping up and looking at these standings. We've spoken about it a lot. And again, if the Bucks lose the next two games, it's going to change. So it's always uh, fluid, and these teams are, are chopping and changing a little bit. But it is crazy that... For all the quote-unquote struggles that they've had uh, this season and the, the discussions we've had, and quite frankly, still perhaps the hole they have in the roster that they need to rectify here in the next uh, week or so, half a game off the top seed, they're still in uh, still in a pretty good spot here. Yeah, and that's that's the way the East is shaking up right now. We saw uh, the Cavaliers make a make a trade that could uh, definitely boost their roster going forward for us this season. As they're scared of the Cavs now, Caris Levert as he tipped the scales. <laughs> you are concerned? Is he? The- <laughs> no, I I just like I like what Cleveland's building. Um, yeah, they're just a fun likable. team for me to watch. Yeah, they're they're likable to me. So it's kind of cool to see them, you know, trying to shore up their. Their horses and and make a make a big push for it because uh, coming into this season, I definitely did not think of Cleveland as a playoff team. 
Um, but at this point, I'd be surprised if they were not a playoff team. But as you mentioned, it's so fluid right now. I mean, Miami has 20 losses in, you know, right now. And you look down at Toronto and they have 23 and they're the sixth seed. So yeah. everything right now is just so fluid. So again, I know some people look at the competition level of Portland, of the Clippers and say, well, hey, is that too much to be proud of? But we're at a point now where, yeah, uh, very proud of getting those two wins because it's on the road. The the race for, you know, number one seed in the East is tight right now. Every win matters. So definitely love to have those wins taken care of because, uh, as you mentioned, seven to three in the last 10, got two national TV games coming up. We know Giannis likes to get up against LeBron and the gang and AD last time Lakers and Bucks played AD and Giannis wasn't pretty for AD. Um, so looking forward to that game for sure, for sure. And hopefully the Bucks can stack up some more wins before they come home. We didn't even really hardly mention Giannis, but by the way, he had some plays. He had that ferocious dunk against the Blazers oh, yeah. where he threw it down. He had a block tonight where he was almost jumping all over the top of someone on his team and swatting it off the glass. Uh, Giannis, so thankfully, they got to keep the minutes a, a little bit lower uh, over these two games. The so 29 points, 9 and 6 against Portland, 28, 10 and 5. And there was a moment again where he came to the bench today where I was just like, you know what? We talk about the Bucks every day. We, we think about possible matchups moving forward. But when you've got that guy on your team, you're going to go into any playoff series and basically have the best player in the four, which is uh, as important as anything. So, look, Giannis, we didn't really speak about you a lot on this podcast, but never forgotten. Never forgotten your contributions to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's say that. We're very thankful. Can't forget Giannis. Can't forget. And Giannis is also on a crazy scoring streak right now, that uh, 25-point uh game streak he has going on. I believe he's only behind Kareem now in Bucks history for longest streak of 20 or games with 25 plus points going. So like he's been playing some great basketball at a very high level consistently. Um so yeah 19 straight with 25 points or more for Giannis. Love to see that going. Even going back to his early days when the big scoring explosions were rare, uh he did tend to bring them out against LeBron, which was uh, which was always mm -hmm. fun when he was back in Cleveland. So it's going to be fun in a couple of days' time. Uh, at some point, we have to get into the trade deadline in a little more depth. So if you have questions, you want us to discuss anything in particular, make sure you send them through either on YouTube uh, or you can get us, uh, any of us, myself, Camille, Frank, whoever it is on, mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter there as well. So make sure you hit us up with those uh, questions and we'll talk trade deadline as uh, the days count down here. We'll see whether it's going to be very eventful for the Bucks. Uh, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast as well with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They got you covered for all that stuff, whether it's basketball, other sports. Uh, check out those guys uh, right there. But Camille, that's a successful podcast after a successful back-to-back. -back. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. And on top of that, all Locked On Bucks listeners should know now, you know, I'm, I like to go to sleep early. So yeah. also a big win that the West Coast game that I got to cover ended earlier than the other one so it's a win-win-win in my book it's only 10 59 central time right now you're not a baby oh my god. you're not a oh my god you're, you're not a baby camille you're staying up this late anyway so <laughs> you go to bed i'm gonna get this podcast up and we'll uh we'll go about our business from there but for camille myself take it easy out there everyone we'll catch you guys tomorrow